It's the Americhicks with Molly Boats and Kim Monson. The most important stories. They are like this newfound, off-hinged part of the left. Even Chuck Schumer's pushing back on. The latest in politics and world affairs. The buck is stopping with Trump. The different administrations prior to him have been kicking the can down the road on a number of issues. And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead. The heart of this is, is the U.S. Constitution a progressive document, or is it something that should be looked at as an original document? It's the Americhicks. Molly and Kim. Because face it, ideas matter. Because ideas matter. Hey, good morning. Happy Thursday, everybody. We're the Amir Chicks. I'm Molly Vogt. And I'm Kim Munson. In studio with us, we have Jason McBride. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. We know two Jason McBrides. We right. know two Jason McBrides. We've got one in studio that is with Grasp, and he has been with us before. We are going to talk about uh, the different gangs in Colorado. He uh, he was a member himself. Now he's the education specialist. And so we're going to talk about that. I want to talk about the um, the MS-13, the Crips and the Bloods. And I want to know, and I want to talk about how young they're going after our kids here in Colorado because I think it's really important for parents to know. And uh, and but and then also we'll have Jason McBride with Presidential Wealth Management calling in in the second segment because he is our wealth management guy. And every day he calls in and gives us a little tip on the market or something to think about because we all re- work really, really, really hard for our money. And we want to protect it. We want to grow it. We want to nest egg. We don't want to depend on anybody when we're old or young. And he has such interesting tidbits. I mean, I don't know where he comes up with this stuff, but it's so fascinating. Yeah. Well, and yesterday he started talking about a Santa Claus rally. And so we're going to continue on with that. Maybe, hey, it's Christmas time. Maybe we'll have a rally. Let's see. We'll Since see. the Fed just increased short-term rates again the yesterday. Grinch, the, the Grinch is taking the punch um, bowl. <laughs> we're going to talk about that and see what does that mean for us. Um, so that's what we're going to do. But bef- and, and another headline that we'll get to today as well is President Trump has announced that he is going to pull the U.S. troops twenty. I think 2,000 or 2,500 out of Syria. So we're going to get into that and kind of say, you know, is this a good thing? Is it not? Is it time? Will it create a vacuum? We'll get to that. But before we do any of that, I wanted to say, everybody, please check out our website, americhicks.com. All of our old shows are on there, as well as our World War II project. If you want something to make you really feel good this holiday season, listen to some stories of the greatest generation. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to have some great ones next week uh, for Christmas week. And be sure and sign up for our emails. Uh, we get these little reports, and people are signing up big time. So that, that, that way you will get our weekly emails, and we'll keep you informed on what's going on. Mm-hmm. One of the great stories that you're going to hear next week if you're listening is the the American Saint Nick. And this is a story of one of our soldiers in World War II who played the American Saint Nick. Uh, Richard Brookens in uh, Wiltz, Germany, just a young guy. And they they dressed up or he, they dressed up and had a celebration for the kids of Wiltz, uh, Luxembourg, uh, that uh, did I say Germany? L- uh, Luxembourg. Luxembourg. Uh, that uh, they had not had Christmas, I think, for five years. And so our soldiers, they gave them their candy it was really a special thing. And so they celebrated it every year. And it wasn't until like, what, the 1970s? I think it was in the 70s. They figured, they, found they, they reached, they found him. And so they have taken him, you know, had flown him back and his family. And uh, had him recreate the entire parade. So he dressed up as American St. Nick again. And the little girls that were the angels that were in the in the Jeep with him doing the parade, one of the little girls came up to him as an older girl and said, do you remember me? From back in the day? Uh, well, what, the, what they did, and that was about 10 days before Battle of the Bulge. Yeah. And uh, Don Brookins, who lives here in Denver, this is his dad. And Richard Brookins, you're going to get to hear it next week, but he actually passed on this week. 
or not this week, uh, the, this earlier year. this year. And then uh, I talked to Don to let him know that we'd be playing the show, and he said that they, the family is going to go back next year for the 75th. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. It's really awesome, especially that it was our military. They had, you know, little rations of chocolate and things, and they were melting them down into hot chocolate and giving it to the kids in the town because all the guys were gone because they were, they were either you know, gone, gone, or they were, they were serving out, in the war or hiding out in the or forest hiding or something. So it was just amazing what they did for these kids. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool so thing. anyway, check it out next week. Wow. So we're the Americhicks. So before we get going, you know, it, one more day before we head out for the Christmas holiday, I wanted to ask you all what your favorite Christmas movie is. Kimmy, what you got? Well, <clears throat> I have several this year. It seems like the go-to ones though. Always watch the Christmas story. Yep. Uh, I like Christmas vacation. The Grinch Who Stole, Stole Christmas. Now, I love Charlie Brown Christmas. I love uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I've seen those for about, you know, I've seen about 40 times. With three kids, I would think, yeah. Yeah, I've seen them a lot. So I probably will watch Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. And then, you know, my new favorite movie is The Count of Monte Cristo. I'm going to watch that again. And I'll probably watch Risen, which is the story of Christ. That's a really, really good yeah, so one. Prob- those will probably be what I'm going to watch this, this right. Christmas season. Jason McBride, what's your Christmas well, it, that's a really interesting thing. I just um, was was fortunate enough to go to um, the uh, Denver Center for Performing Arts and see White Christmas. So I watched the movie the other day with Danny Kaye and uh, I forgot the other guy. Dean Crosby. Dean Crosby. Yeah. And I loved it. It was great. So Maybe that, I'll add that too. That moved up to my list. But I think um, I have a non-traditional one. I, I think Die Hard is, yeah, my, <laughs> is my favorite Christmas movie. Somebody I, I think that. it's Die Hard. I really, I, I, I mean, I'm thinking of another one, but I really think it's Die Hard. That is so funny. Yeah, I've been hearing that as well. Yeah, people it's, like, it, yeah. It's, a, it's about Christmas. He yeah. comes, you know, on Christmas. and I've never seen it, so maybe I, I'll really? watch that. Really? You've never seen too. Die Hard? Oh, oh. my goodness. It's I great. live under a rock, Jason. It's great. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's like four sequels. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'll have to watch that. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. So, Steve, what's your Christmas movie? Uh, as the senior person here in this group of four, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just going to have to default to It's a Wonderful Life. Mm. Oh. It's got too many of oh, I gotta watch the that most too. basic human uh, struggles and, you know, thankfully some victories as well. And I just, you know, that, that's it. Yeah, I like that one. I will say Christmas Story, though, too. Yeah. Is, is, yeah. I mean, you have to. When he sticks his tongue to the uh, the pole. <laughs> to the flagpole. Like, on that a dare. not a good idea. And it gets stuck. Did you ever try it? I tried it, yeah. Did it get stuck? It didn't get stuck, no. Huh. Um, I, I, I don't know why. But. You're a lucky man. <laughs> lucky man. <laughs> lucky man. You know, Miracle on 34th Street. I'm going to have to watch that, too. All right. So I've got, I'd say, number three is Elf. Number two is Christmas Vacation. And number one, I want to play one part of it for you now. No, no, I want an official red You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Jason, what movie is it? It's a Christmas story. Christmas yes. story. See, That's... we kicked him down the, uh, the slide. Kicks yeah. him down the slide. He goes up there, he's so excited, he wants to tell Santa what he wants. He's drawing, he's writing notes for his mom and sticking them in magazines and for his dad. And mom's like, you're not going to get a Red Rider BB gun. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. And then he goes to tell Santa. Santa will bring it for me. And Santa says the same thing. Oh, sad. Heartbreaking. 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 <laughs> but Steve, you have a story about the Christmas story as well in your pastor. It's been about three or four years, and uh, you know we're a fairly large church, and we do uh, services on Christmas Eve, and you know, five, six services in that day. 
the pastor would normally sit down in the normal seating area with the congregation until it was his turn to come up for the for the message. This particular year, he came from backstage with the leg lamp, leg lamp in his <laughs> arm as he's coming out. And you talk about a focalizer, and he sits it down <laughs> and then just kind of sits, it, you know, like twenty feet away, and it's sitting over there in its own little spotlight. And it's like, people are just, I can't wait to hear what this guy has to say. <laughs> well, and, and if you don't know what that is, is in a Art. Christmas story, the father is like won some contest. I think he thinks he's going to win like lots of money. And so the, the, the thing actually arrives and he unwraps it. And it is a, a, a beautiful leg with like fishnet hose with a, with a shade over it. The, I actually the, have the shades or- like a skirt. It's got like the friend. Yeah. That's right. It looks like a skirt. I have an ornament of the leg. Oh, do you? I do. Nice. Yeah. Well, I love it because when the box shows up and he's like what does that say it's fragile right, it right. must be french <laughs> i like he, he, keeps, he keeps calling it a major prize yeah that's a major problem major prize yeah prize. major prize major award i, I guess it's it. all in the eyes of the beholder isn't it that's how life is yes, yeah. yeah oh it's awesome yeah so it's christmas and, and we're happy everybody's excited so thanks for being here everybody one thing i want to i want to get to in the news is um president trump he's honoring his promise on syria you know one of the things that he ran on he said he wanted to make sure that he was he was bringing our troops home when the war is over don't don't have troops always always out all the time you know in in dangerous harm now Five years ago, ISIS was a powerful force in the Middle East. This is a release that, that the White House put out yesterday. By late t- May 2015, the terrorist group would control half of Syria. And then the um, we went in, we were helping them. We changed the rules of engagement with President Trump, empowered the U.S. military commanders on the ground, basically took the handcuffs off of our military that we know it was it was pretty tough under President Obama because he wasn't letting the military do their job. So now President Trump says we have... We have done an excellent job. Nearly 100% of the territory once controlled by ISIS caliphate in Syria and Iraq has been liberated and eliminated. It's time to bring our guys home. And uh, I remember he wanted to do this, I think it was in March. But Defense Secretary Mattis and National Security Advisor John Bolton said, no, we've got to keep them there. Keep fighting ISIS and keep an eye on Iranian-backed forces in Syria. We're not leaving as long as Iranian troops are outside the Iranian borders. And uh, so he agreed with that. Now President Trump says he is going to bring our troops home within the next 30 days and transition to the next phase of the campaign. We don't know what the next phase is. Um, Many Republican senators I know are coming out against President Trump bringing them home. Uh, I know that EMET, the Endowment for Middle East Truth, sent out a press release yesterday I got in my email box. They're not happy about it because they want to make sure that we're not leaving our some kind of a void. Our ally, you know, our alliances in mm-hmm. trouble as well right. and not leaving a void like President Obama did 2011. We pulled out of Iraq. We left a void. It was a vacuum and some, you know, something's going to it comes up. So I'm curious. What do you guys think? Boy, I, I, I'm not sure that I know for sure. Um, people that I respect on one side say no, and people that I respect say yes. Uh, you know, Steve, you had an excellent point regarding George Washington. You know, in, in many of his letters, he said you need to be careful of foreign entanglements. However, you don't want to leave a void. What do you think? Well, it's where my thinking went is when she uh, when Molly first sent out the email yesterday. What do you think about this? And the very thing that popped into my mind was Washington's warning about foreign entanglements in his farewell address. And I think, okay, this might be a step in the right direction. 
regarding you know the the thought process that uh, Washington had, but is, if it's premature, if there are other things that are you know we don't have all the information. Mm-hmm. There's probably strategic and tactical information that that goes into this that uh, you just want to say, well, let's just make sure it's not a premature thing, and we might have to come back at some point. Mm-hmm. Do you well, have a comment? Jason? I, I, you know what, I'm all for the troops coming home. I think that some of those guys have been over there way too long. Um, but I think it leaves, you know, the world in, in, in a precarious situation. Um, just like you guys said, there's, there's always a chance of that vacuum or them reorganizing. And that's what a lot of people, when I, when I watched this on the news yesterday, um, a lot of people are saying that. Like, you know, it's just, we can't right now. So um, I, I, would, I would just, I would probably keep them there even though I want those guys to come home. Like, right. I just want them to be here and, uh, um, and with their families, like everybody does. And I think uh, when you're fighting in a war, um, I think the, the, the idea of what, what we're fighting for is, is kind of being convoluted. Um, this is a lot of, you know, this is Trump's way to, of, 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 of kind of def- deflecting on what's, what else is going on here, too. That's mm-hmm. what I think. So um, I, I want them to come home, but I want... I don't want ISIS to just re, just pop exactly. back up, you exactly. know, and, and, and take over all of Syria again, and then there's there's issues. So I think you have to finish what you start. Yeah. And, well, um, and how you know, do you know when you're finished with a group like that? Yeah, that's, that's true. pretty difficult. That's true. You know, and, and Iran has been uh, just successfully tested a missile, and um, I, they were saying that it had the opportunity to actually put multiple different uh, types of warheads. So I... I worry about Iran. You know, this week without us there to police, but maybe he's saying we're pulling out and going to the next level. He's not telling us what the next level is, and I'm glad because you know the the element of surprise is something we never want to give up. And Kim, you and I, we've interviewed several Korean War veterans, and I remember one of them said to us, he said we lost. He said the Chinese knew what we were going to do before we knew what we were going to do because the American newspapers told it all. Mm And so I, I never liked the fact that, a, that the president would announce what he was going to do militarily before he did it. I think that there should be an element of surprise. I've trusted President Trump as far as the economy and reducing regulations and in trying to protect us at the border and fighting for us. So, you know, I, I, I kind of want to wait and see what he's going to do because he didn't say it's completely over. He says we're moving to the next step in the campaign. Yeah, you know, I've I've got a knot in my stomach. Uh, we, you know, maybe why don't we go to break yeah, and let's, let's talk a little bit more about, about that uh, because uh, uh, I wonder if some good Hooters wings would actually <laughs> do something for this knot in my stomach. I'm not sure that, but maybe some comfort food would be a good idea. And uh, you know what? I'm gonna we're, we're gonna take a little bit of time off next week. We have planned. We've worked with Steve, and we have built some amazing shows next week from our World War II project. These are stories that are really gonna touch your heart. Uh, but one of the other things I do love bowl season. I love college bowl season, and I'm getting excited about NFL playoffs, and they're all right around the corner. And so Hooters is the place for all of the great games. They've got some great football specials. Um, you know, we're loving these smoked wings. Uh, and again. I'm just going to say, Molly, I, have, I know you say you don't recall it, but She's I looked over and you were eating this a smoked wing news. with this a knife news. and fork. This is fake news. This is but fake news, it Kim. was. Uh, I eat chicken. 
that without a bone, with yeah. a knife and a fork, and I eat uh, pizza, like the very first you know few bites with a knife and a fork, if it's really, really hot and it's really, really big and it's slimy and I'm around other people, but I've never eaten chicken off the bone well, with a fork and a knife, and I think that you're going to have to stop drinking at Hooters. Well, <laughs> I, wa- I was only having iced tea. Uh-huh. It was during the day, oh, and the other thing I will note, though, is you had on a white blouse and you did not get any barbecue sauce Thank on you your blouse, much. so that was a very good thing, Thank but very much. those wings are wonderful. They smoke them overnight, and then you can choose the flavor. And I'm, I'm typically trying to choose one of the dry rubs because that way I don't get it all over my clothes. But they are delicious. So, you know what? If you want to check out from all the stuff that's going on, maybe, you know, out shopping, get into Hooters and just have a nice little treat. Yep. Have some lunch. and uh, Or if you want to have folks over, you can use Grubhub. They're great about delivering. So check out Hooters. Colorado.com. That's HootersColorado.com. We so appreciate our sponsors, Hooters, and all of these great uh, different businesses that you hear throughout our show. Be sure when you're doing something, uh, be sure and patronize these people because they are one of the reasons that we are on the air. So thank you so much. That's HootersColorado.com. We'll be right back. All AmeriChicks sponsors are an exclusive partnership with the AmeriChicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you'd like to support the work of the AmeriChicks and grow your business, contact them at AmeriChicks.com. Are you looking for news, not propaganda? Ready for a news source you can actually trust? How about a news site that doesn't want to sell you a subscription? Visit CompleteColorado.com to see all the latest news from around Colorado. Complete Colorado's staff scours news sources from around the state and nation to bring you only the top stories that affect you right here in our great state. Updated three times a day, CompleteColorado.com has full-time reporters doing original investigations and reporting like newspapers used to do, as well as opinion and political commentary from a variety of Colorado voices. And CompleteColorado.com is the only place to read columnist Mike Rosen. Always fresh content, always free, always informed. CompleteColorado.com, your complete source for Colorado news. You want to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and Americhick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best. And now, Kim is helping guys, too, with well-priced, made-to-measure shirts, pants, and jackets that fit a busy guy's lifestyle. Guys or gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email Kim at Americhicks.com for your initial style consult. Kim at Americhicks.com. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer Hey, welcome back to the American Show with Molly and Kim. In studio, Jason McBride with Grasp. We are going to be talking about gang recovery and how to, what do we look for and the, the people that are coming after our kids and, and at what age are they coming after our kids. And, you know, as Kim, you, you mentioned during the break, Kids want to belong to something. Everybody wants to belong to some kind of a group. And, uh, and so, you know, we were talking before the break, is it time to pull our troops out of Syria, as President Trump saying that we're going to do? Or should we stay to ensure we don't create another vacuum for Islamic terrorists to fill like we did in Iraq 2011? Because when we're not there, it doesn't, if it's Al-Qaeda, it's Hamas, it's, you know, the Muslim Brotherhood, it's ISIS, it's, they have all, all the different, different groups, all the different names, but they're all, they're all similar, 
they're all, you know, Islamic terrorists and they want to take over the world and they want their Sharia law to rule everybody else, which means no religious freedom, no freedom of speech. They are anti-homosexual. They are anti-women. They are anti-women's education and liberty. You can't even leave a house by yourself and walk outside. You can't wear whatever clothes you want to wear. And so, you know, it's tough. I'm trying to figure out, you know, we say we don't want to be the world's policemen and we say we don't want our troops always in harm's way, occupying other countries. Uh, you know, we want to bring them home, but then we also have to balance, you know, is this the safest thing for us or not? I asked our buddy, um, Air Force veteran Jim Lockard yesterday, what he thought about this. He said, you know, it's easy to second guess, but we don't know everything President Trump knows. And those that won't secure our own borders should not be yelling about security measures in Syria just to attack Trump. And I thought that was interesting because, you know, right now we're I think we're about to see that there's a stopgap that the uh, Congress is going to put through on the budget. I wish they wouldn't. I wish they would shut down the government until we have funding to accurately actually protect our border. And so they're saying we're not going to protect our border. We're going to let any terrorist in. We don't care if it's ISIS. We don't care if MS-13 gangs come in. We don't care if the drugs come in. We don't care if sex traffickers and human traffickers come into this country. That doesn't matter. Oh, but let's stay over there and protect Syria. And, and so the narratives like, you know, don't match up, do they? It doesn't they? match up. The narratives do not match up. Yeah. Jason, you look like you want to say something. <laughs> and I, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. I, I mean, we, it's kind of like a, uh, a two-headed message. Yeah. Um, we, we're, we're saying one thing over here, and we're not doing it over here. Um, it, they have to match up to me for, for it to work. But um, I, I think when you, when, you, when you talk about the grand scheme of things, and, and, and there are just too many bad guys um, in the world for us to really be safe um, or to think we can be safe. But, but we do need to – I think we do need to secure the border to do what we can to try – to keep the bad guys out. Yeah, that, that's a tough thing. Um, is building the wall going to do that? Um, I think there's ways that they'll get in regardless. Um, I think we have to be diligent um, in, in all ways. And I, I think when, once you do those things, I mean, uh, when, when I hear wall and, and that, that, that kind of thing, I, I immediately think of, you know, East Germany and, and that wall and then the things that we had. Um, to, but to but I'm going to push back on that, Jason, because the difference between the wall in East Germany is they were building that wall to keep keep people, people in. in. Yes. In America, we're Prison. building a wall to keep people out until we know who they are, what you know, what they're bringing here. And so there is a big difference. And I know that there's been that narrative out there that's trying to compare uh, this wall with Nazi Germany. And, and and I think that that is the real difference is East Germany was building a wall to keep people in, and we are building a wall to keep people out until we know that they want to come in and be in America. And I'm all for vetting people in, in that process because I, ultimately we never want to see another 9-11 or any of those terrorist right. things, those, those things. So if, if that's the case, then why aren't we building the wall on the northern border also? Because people can come in through there also. So I think it's just a lot of politics. I think involved. that you're actually correct that we should have one on the northern border as well. If we're going to build a wall, let's build a wall. I think so too. You know, we've had Project Veritas on several times and um, what's his name? Uh, James, oh, James O'Keefe. So he's the head of this. He has uh, played, he has dressed up as Osama bin Laden 
and snuck across both the northern and the southern border to prove exactly. that we are not what that, that we can't man every section of the border. No. And so that's why I think it's important that we are protecting our borders all the way around, including the Atlantic and the Pacific, just so that we know who's coming in. And I think it's important, but I think that it does need to be a barrier because I we've had folks on that are ranchers in Texas and Arizona, and they're showing us pictures, you know, and, and where there's like a broken down piece of concrete and it's just completely open right, right. And, and, our, and our guys can't watch all of it. You're right. Now, if we had at least a wall that slowed them down a little bit, made it a little bit harder for them to give up there and they had cameras on both sides, then th- that would give us time for our guys to at least get there. And we don't have to have literally a human standing, you know, these thousands of miles across the border. We could actually do something. I agree. I think I think safety is, is, is paramount, um, especially in this country, especially um, what we've been through and, and what we're, you know, looking forward to, especially with the, the conflicts uh, in, in internationally. Um, and unfortunately, walls are, are something um, that aren't, you know, aesthetically pleasing because it, it's, it's, it looks like you can't keep yourself safe. But it's just the truth, yeah. though. Um, and I'm all, like I said, I'm all for keeping everybody safe. So if that's a wall, then we need to build it on both, on yeah. both, on both borders and not make it look like we're just trying to keep one set of people out and And that's what it looks like yeah and well a couple of things on on that point we're not having the the we're not having caravan caravans on the northern border you know i think that we we kind of have to look at resources first to your point we definitely need to make sure that we secure borders and somebody said something jason that i thought was really great you 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 have fences, you lock your doors, not because you, you hate the people on the outside. It's because you love the people on the inside. We're going to be talking about I, the work that you're doing. Um, you were in a gang when you were a kid and, um, you know, through you were shot. Yes. And through that recovery, you were able to kick that gang habit. And you're realizing now, I mean, your work has been to try to help, help kids kick that gang habit. If we are taking resources that we could be putting towards our kids here and, you know, not vetting people that are coming in. We're going to break our system, and so we're not going to even be able to take care of the kids that are here. So I think we have to make – your point is is so right on. We have to make sure that all of our borders are secure. However, what's happening at the southern, southern border, we're not having people come through Siberia and come down through Canada and Alaska on Highway and try and declare not a man. Once not Once we get the wall up, they probably will. Well, yeah. to my For point, now, we don't know who's coming needed. through. We don't know who's coming through. Yeah, but we're not having yeah. the, the numbers that we're seeing on the southern border. So I feel like we need to secure that border. We need to make sure we do do that on, on the north as well. But we have limited resources, and we've got to look where the biggest influx yeah, is coming in biggest right now. First, yeah. and, and, and we're going to talk about MS-13 gangs as well in the next segment. And, and, and one more point to that. Go ahead. Because there, there's, um, there's a way to do things if, if, if you're trying to get in here, because you can send a caravan up through the south and get attention here and sneak True. in here. Absolutely. You know, that, that's yeah. what I think. That's what I see, because my mind is just, I mean, I start thinking like, like because that's what a lot of street gangs do. They, they cause attention over here, but they're actually doing things Got it. over here. Exactly. So um, I think we have to be diligent, and I think if we're going to put a wall up, we have to do it both on both borders at the same time. 
I mean, okay. really, because if okay. you don't do it, if you do it just on the southern border, then that then those people here are going to are going to come in because this is a conflict down here and everybody's watching. Mm-hmm. So everybody's going here to just kind of sneak in and do what, the, what yeah. they want. Well, and one more thing. Would you think that it would would it be easier for people to be OK with if it was called a fence rather than a wall? I think the way that the uh, president has kind of marketed the whole thing is is, is just he's, he's he's blown that. I think, um, and the way he tried to bully everybody into it. I think if he really just came to the American people and said, "Hey, we're, I'm just I just want to keep people here in, like you said, inside safe because I love the people inside here, and I don't know who's coming in here," then I think we all would have responded a different way. But he's you know basically saying. We're going to force someone else to pay this, and then, and, and then that's a whole charade, and then it, it goes into something else. If he just is truthful, hey, I want to make sure that everybody's safe. Well, I do, and I know what you're saying. To that point, though, he has said that, and he, he does a couple of things. I wish he wouldn't say some of the stuff he says. I do wish he would say, and to your point, messaging is so important. But I have heard him say that, and he doesn't get a fair shake in the media. You know, they, they go after the, the, the mistakes that he makes, and they, they, never, they never give him the credence for when he does do something right. And so it would be nice to have a little bit more of a balanced approach. I'm not really – I have a knot in my stomach about some of the other stuff that he's done this week. And um, so I, I – I, I, Well, and it's funny because the point is it's like people are like, oh, and I think – so many people that were with him before when he was a Democrat, now that he ran as a Republican, it's all of a sudden no way, Jose. And, and the Democrats like Pelosi and, and Hillary Clinton and Schumer, all these guys used to be for not only protecting the border, but for a wall. <laughs> they were all for that until he came into power and, and he had an R behind his name. Right. And now all of a sudden they're not. So it's it's like, eh, let's figure out a way to govern you know. and take care of the American people. I get it. You yeah. know, I, I, I equate him and I, I look at I look at him as as. as you know, I do some of the kids that I deal with um, that he wants to do. There's some good things that he's doing, but the the bad things are far outweighing the good things. Really? I, yes. I think, um, you know, some of the kids I deal with, they're, they're trying to change their lives and they think if I can do a few good things. Um, but I can still be be bad, and that, but it's you okay. have to be good or okay. bad. Right? Well, I, I, we have to go to Jason. Yeah, I, I, the other one. I know, but you know what? I want to hear what I want to hear what you, what you yeah, think. Yeah, is, most is definitely. Bad. So because yeah, me too. So hang on. So real quick, you know, every day we ask Jason McBride with Presidential Wealth Management to call in and give us some tips on what's going on in the market, what we should think about, because we want to we work hard and we want to be able to retire someday and enjoy the fruits of our labor. Jason McBride, welcome to the Ameritic Show. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Ho, ho, ho. Is ho, there going to be a Santa Claus rally? <laughs> yes. Well, uh, we should hope we do. We talked about that yesterday. The Santa Claus rally uh, tends to show up in the last five trading days of the year and then follows over into the first two of the next year. Uh, but there's a saying, if Santa Claus should fail to call, the bears may come to broad and wall. Mm. And uh, a few recent examples of that are in 1999, uh, during that time period, the market was down 4%. And we know that the uh, following year, 2000, was not good. That's when the Internet started to melt down. Uh, 2007, uh, we also failed to see that rally, and uh, we all remember what happened in 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2014 uh, and 15 are, are uh, examples as well. 
Uh, in 14, we didn't see the rally. 2015 was kind of a dud with a tremendous amount of volatility. Uh, and then 15, we didn't get it. And uh, 2016 was looking to be uh, a big problem right up until um, election day when we finally got a rally. So this doesn't always work, but, uh, you know, it's, it's had a good enough record where if we don't get the rally, maybe you uh, – buckle on your caution cap just a little bit tighter right well and normally also around this time of year is when most companies go from being in the red to losing money to actually be going in the black where they're they're profiting because people are spending a lot of money i know when president trump's won the presidency people were excited many people that had money to invest they had been holding on to it and holding it in cash started investing and said wow all right regulations are going to go down and taxes are going to go down and i'm really going to have an opportunity to start doing something big with my money and investing now all of a sudden the fed you know had kept talking about raising interest rates yesterday they did they raised another quarter percent on short-term rates which is bad for small businesses like mine and kim's um and and then also you've got the Democrats that just won the House that keep talking about raising taxes again. With I think this that's why the market's so stinky We're still right now. not sure what's going to happen with the China trade deal yet because that's on pause for a little while longer. And I'm nervous about the Fed raising um, the interest rate yesterday. Do you have any thoughts on the Fed rate hike? Well, yesterday uh, we discussed that. And, uh, you know, I said I thought it'd be better if they just did it and got it out of the way because I didn't think there was much doubt they were going to do it. Uh, I'll tell you, I was a little bit surprised uh, at the market reaction, though. We were up uh, about 200 uh, as soon as they raised uh, the rate. I mean, it started dropping like a rock. We ended up down about 250. And, you know, I'll tell you later in the day, guys, after I said, eh, I think that'd be the better thing, uh, I saw some other smart people uh, on some of the cable stations saying they thought the same thing I did. And I was like, oh, we're all thinking the same thing. It's going to do the opposite. <laughs> yeah. And I wished I could go back and edit uh, your show so at least when it replayed in the afternoon, I wouldn't look so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I agree with you. I, I agreed that I thought that it was probably a pretty good idea to to go ahead and get it done with. But, you know, Jason, it almost seems like there's all of these different factors that are just trying to kind of keep the economy down. You know, a couple of days ago, <clears throat> we had Brian Dimitrovic on, and uh, he said, you know, we had had a, a look at what 4% GDP growth looked like. And now, instead of governing, the Democrats seem like they're going to be coming into Washington just trying to go after Trump, uh, raise taxes, you know, all these things. And just a quick note regarding the market. I think there's a lot of people out there that go, ah, the market, it's just the 1%. It doesn't matter to me. But if people are invested in mutual funds, if you're a teacher uh, and, uh, you know, have a retirement plan or a firefighter or a police officer, most of those pension plans are invested in some way in the market, aren't they? Yeah, almost all of them are, uh, either directly or indirectly. Uh, you may not have any control over where it's invested in the market like you do in a 401k, but certainly uh, the market's a pretty good leading indicator on the economy. Um, and, you know, this correction's been a little bit nerve-wracking. So far, it's nothing, uh, you know, out of, out of a normal pullback. I mean, it's a little bit severe. Uh, I agree with Brian. I don't see any big problems in the economy yet. 
And you know what? Honestly, the more time the, the Democrats want to waste uh, coming in instead of, quote, governing, the better off we might be. Yeah. Okay. That guy's a ha- cup is half full. <laughs> Way to go, Jason. Jason McBride, <laughs> Presidential Wealth Management. Thank you so much for calling and giving us tips every day. Everybody can check out more information of yours on pres- on chickspresidential.com, which is our website that we have together with you. And I've been posting several of your podcasts on AmeriChicks Facebook page as well because you've done an excellent job on on. on comparing like the Roth IRA and the regular IRA and different options for people as they get to plan at the end of the year for what they're going to do with their money, given a potential tax increase. Uh, I think you're doing a great job. So thanks, Jason. Thank you, guys. You're doing a great job, too. All right. Have a great day. Yeah. Bye-bye. So. Yeah, should we go to break? I guess we should go to break. Okay. (laughs) I guess so. All right. We'll go to break. This is the AmeriChick. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Work with mortgage professionals who will give you quick, accurate financial advice. Home Mortgage Alliance has the knowledge and expertise to explore the many financing options available to you. The mortgage process can be stressful, and as interest rates rise, it's more important than ever to get pre-qualified now so you're ready to buy. Call Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance to make sure you are making the right financing choice for you and your family. 303-888-2732. Kim and Mark will remain available to you 24-7 to help you through the process. Choose the only mortgage professionals recommended by the AmeriChicks. Call Kim and Mark with Home Mortgage Alliance today, 303-888-2732. Hi, this is the AmeriChicks Molly and Kim. Social media is important to us since it's an avenue we can utilize to hear from and speak to all of our friends. For those of you who enjoy listening to the show, we'd love to hear what's on your radar. Follow us and talk to us at Ameritix Twitter and Facebook pages. Also, if you're a business owner who could benefit from some extra foot traffic from like-minded friends, consider advertising on the Ameritix radio show. Contact us at Ameritix.com or email molly at Ameritix.com. back to the AmeriChicks radio show. Happy Thursday, everybody. You know what? You're asking Santa for a special gift this year. Maybe your gift is to get out of the rat race and buy yourself a business. Be your own boss. Uh, one of our partners is Chris Cantwell with Transworld Business Advisors. He is a business broker. He's got many, many businesses for sale in different industries right here in Colorado. Check out the website, cccellscompanies.com. Or if you want to sell a business, he is matching up buyers and sellers, and it's a really great deal for the retirement planning of your future. So check out Chris Cantwell, cccellscompanies.com. So um, let's get back into this. In studio with us, Molly and Kim, we have another Jason McBride. (laughs) He is uh, the education specialist with GRASP, and this is Gang Rescue and Support Project, peer-run intervention program working with youth at risk for gang involvement. The second time we've had you in studio, we love what you do. One of the great things about you guys is that many of you working to help these kids or young adults... um, we're in gangs yourself. Yes. And so, I mean, that's the way to do it is, you know, you're not just reading a book and telling people what to do. You've actually, you're talking from experience. Well, I think a lot of kids respond uh, to that because when, when I go in and talk to a kid about what he's doing or what he's seeing, um, I can identify with, with it. And, and nine times out of 10, I can tell the kid uh, what happened or what's going to happen before it does. And, and I think that, you know, with most of our staff, we, we can do that. And I think kids identify with that. I think a lot of times when they, um, 
are, are, are getting uh, intervention from, from people. They're not getting pe- intervention from people who went through it. Yeah. And they, re- they respond differently to those people. People who understand. Now, yeah. before we get into this, I, right before we went to break, we were asking you, we were talking about you know, President Trump. And, and, and I'm curious to see, you said that you thought maybe there were some things that he said he was going to do that he hadn't done or things that he had done that you don't think he or should have. Or that he wasn't telling the truth. Or he wasn't right. telling the truth. So real quick. Tell us that, and then we'll we'll get into the game. I, I think I think Russia is 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 one thing that we we need to figure out. I think there's a lot there. Um, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire, and all of his, you know, the people that he had working with him, especially during the transition, are, are, are pleading guilty and, and and doing time. So I think, but not for any collusion with Russia. They're pleading guilty to things like tax evasion and like white collar crimes that these you know wealthy, wealthy, powerful people do, unfortunately. And it's good that they're getting caught at it. But it, what's weird is that they're not getting busted for the crime that they're being interrogated over or or what we are we are paying Mueller to go out and find out the truth and he's pulling up things that have nothing to do with Russian collusion does that worry you at all it, it, a, a little bit but then there's things that i mean he's he's doing that it seems like it's tying everything in together too so i think he he needs the time and the respect to, to, to be able to present his case. Okay. Um, I think he's, he's earned it. I think there are so, so much out there um, that we have to let him do his job. I mean, I think uh, the president is, is, is trying to squelch uh, what he's trying to do because he's trying to hide something. Huh. Uh, well, okay, so two years now it's been. Yes. And Mueller has found absolutely no proof of any collusion with Russia. And we're paying for this with taxpayers. Dollars. You're paying for this. You, Jason. Two years, nothing. Right. I don't and know. Trump's letting it go. He's not gotten in the way. He could have shut it down already, and he hasn't. So what is he doing to squash it? I don't know if he's, he's, he hasn't found anything. I think he's, he's putting his ducks in a row. Okay. I, I really do. I really think there's a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot out there. Um, and I think uh, uh, it might not necessarily be connected to the president, but it's connected to the people that he had in, 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 in important uh, positions. Okay. Um, so that also means that he had some kind of idea of what was going on. Okay, now I'm going to see if you heard about this. So a couple of days ago, this just came out in the news. Christopher Steele, who was the British spy that was that was hired by the DNC and Hillary Clinton's campaign, mm-hmm. they hired him before the election to go out and put together a fake dossier as an insurance policy in case President Trump won the election that would say that he did something with Russia, even though he didn't. This just came out. Uh, Christopher Steele just said this in London in the courts, and now this is now proof in America that the entire Russian collusion story was a lie paid for by the DNC and Hillary Clinton. What do you think about that? See, but then now the Democrats will come out with, with something that refutes that story. Um, I think when you set up an independent council, it needs to be independent of both parties so it can independently investigate what's going on on both sides. That would now, be excellent. I agree. I, 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 now, now, when you talk about Hillary Clinton and some of the Dems, I definitely think they're involved in some things that they shouldn't be involved in. But then that's all politics. I think it's the whole thing is, is just um, not what we signed up for. Mm-hmm. And it's not what it's supposed to be. I think it's, it's been just too much um, just bad things happening uh, in, in politics in general. And I think it, it, the whole thing needs to be reformed. Totally um, agree to you on that. You know, you know, Jason, it's interesting you say that. We said it yesterday, and people go, oh, my gosh, politics. 
In both sides. And uh, somebody said the definition of poli- politics, it comes from two <laughs> words, poly, which means many, and ticks, which is that blood-sucking, uh, you know, little <laughs> right. thing that gets on your body. So it's like, no wonder people don't like that. Yeah. You know, this is a really important conversation, and I'm learning as I'm listening to you. Uh, and that is, uh, when Molly and I looked at this last election cycle here in Colorado, we really stayed away from the the candidates and we looked at the issues so we did a complete voters guide on each of the propositions and amendments that were in you know on the the Colorado ballot here what i'm hearing is we need to stay to the facts to the truth and to the issues and so there are some things uh, that that I like about, and we're, we need to move on because this isn't why we brought you on, but but this is so fascinating. Um, but uh, I like the fact that this week that and and he's getting pushback on both sides of the aisle, but yeah. I think this whole criminal justice reform is a really really good idea. And so when we look at the issues, is a did you know that that nobody else, Republican or Democrats, have have gotten this done? And Trump has come in and said. You know, to Kanye and to Kim Kardashian, no, I'm going to work on this. And it looks like they might get it done. So let's look at the issues. I, I wish the guy wouldn't say some of the stuff he says, but he's getting stuff done that I think are helping people. I, I, I agree with the, 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 the reform. Um, I just wish it didn't seem like it came from Kim and Kanye. Um, I think that when, because when, don't, I, don't, I don't want them representing me as, okay, as okay. an African-American person. And I think when you see those kind of things... Um, a lot of, uh, of black people look at, at Kanye and resent uh, him speaking for us. And so they immediately are opposed to what, you know, because they resent his message. So okay, I have to ask another not question. Not necessarily then. listening to the message. But what about, so how, how would you say that, you know, people that you know, how do they feel about like an Al Sharpton or a Jesse Jackson speaking for them? And, and that's, 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 I think when we get to our generation, um, we're not necessarily comfortable with them speaking for us okay. either because okay, they've enough. kind of been in the political uh, spotlight for a lot of a, Or John a, a, Legend. A, a How about a John Legend? John Legend's relatively new. Um, he's, in, he's an entertainer. Uh, I don't know a lot about him, um, what he does for what in any state or, okay. or any programs that he does. I don't really know about John Legend. Um, I just know I don't want to, I don't want Kanye to speak for me. Okay. Um, but you're happy with the long-term effect or the actual, what the result, which is criminal justice reform. I'm happy about that. Yes. I'm, I'm happy about criminal justice reform. I just think it should have came, uh, a lot sooner Yeah. and from more, uh, qualified, um, people who were speaking about this, but just didn't have the platform that Kanye yeah. did. Well, and, and finally, Republicans and Democrats came together and got this done, which yeah. is amazing, right? right? right. You know, and, and that's, I think, the point about President Trump for me is he's not really Republican or Democrat. He's different than all. And so he ha- you have to have one behind your name to actually run for office. Right. But when we're looking at the policies that he's passing, what he's doing economically, I really, really like. I'm not really, and I like the criminal justice reform. I'm not excited about him banning bump stocks, so I'll have to talk about that another time. <laughs> I don't think it's the, the role of the government. And... Um, he may be working on some subsidies for the coal industry, and I'm not for that either. So, you know, there are, we, we look at the policies. It's not all – we're not all pro one party. It's the policies that right. matter, and that's what's important, mm-hmm. I think, for everybody uh, to look at. Sure. Right. I think I, – and I've said this before, and I don't know if it's in, 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 something that can actually happen. I just think the dissolution of, of political parties, I just think they're outdated. Yeah. Um, I just want to vote for the person that best serves my community and my interest. I agree. Um, and I think when you put the R or the D yeah. behind that, uh, things get a little muddied. 
um, you know, people's uh, messages. That, that is so fast. We're, we're gonna have to. We got to get you booked for yeah. January. We got to have another conversation because we got to yeah. talk about this whole gang thing. Yeah, but, but first, we got to go to break. And real quick, because you said the government, I, I agree. Not Republican, not Democrat. There is a time that the government gets way too big. Uh, somebody has a solution to that. Act2Blueprint.org. Check them out. Act2Blueprint.org. They are part of the Article Five Convention of States movements here in Colorado. They've got five ideas for change to rein in big government. That means Congress. That means the president. That means the ABC uh, list of bureaucrats agencies that that aren't accountable to anybody but they pass regulations as laws on us and so regardless of the party in power it should be a limited government check out act2blueprint.org we're going to go to break when we come back let's talk about the gangs that are here and how young are they going after our kids we'll be right back award-winning realtor karen levine recently celebrated 30 years with remax alliance karen levine believes in home ownership As a Colorado representative to the National Board of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. The Americhicks, Molly and Kim, know Karen Levine personally and cannot recommend her highly enough. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. 303-877-7516. Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich & Company help your business plan ahead financially. The Americhicks, Molly & Kim, recommend Predovich & Company as your financial business consultants. Predovich & Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn about the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich and Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for next year's tax season. Organize your business finances with Predovich and Company. All right, welcome back to the Americhick Show with Molly and Kim. Last segment here, we're going to go quick. Uh, We are in studio with Jason McBride. He's Education Specialist with GRASP, Gang Rescue and Support Project, peer-run intervention program with at-risk kids, uh, at risk of gang involvement. Let's talk about the age. How young are the kids that are being recruited in Colorado today? Uh, I mean, they're as young as, you know, and they're in single digits now. Um, what? what? We're, yeah, they're in single digits Nine now. years old. Nine, eight, seven. What we're wow. seeing now is, is kids are being recruited even younger. You know, I started uh, at, at 15. Yeah. And in terms of today's uh, uh, gang era, that's, that's, you know, you're, you're, you're a sergeant. <laughs> uh, you know, you've, you've moved up the ranks. Jason, how, uh, uh, as a mom, how, how I mean... How can how can they be getting at these kids at that that age? I don't understand. They're well, doing it in the school. In school, um, in in rec centers, uh, and like I said, a lot of these 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 kids are coming from uh, situations and neighborhoods where or gangs are generational. So there's this is all they're seeing from 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 grandpa to to dad to now okay. the the kid that is in the gang. So a lot of these areas, this is all they know. And kids look up to their dads. Oh yes, I mean they look up to. Um, some of these these dads have a lot of street cred and are known for for being gang members and, and, and popularity and everything that goes with it. You know, so these kids are seeing those things and they want to emulate those things. Yeah, but they're going after kids that aren't coming from that kind of a background and pulling them into it. Well, that, and that's you know some of these kids who are, are latchkey kids and they don't have 
that structure or it's easy to fall into that. I mean, um, you know, in, in my, my case, like I said, we, when gangs came here, it was, it was people we didn't see and, and had, uh, no idea. And we were just fascinated by that. And then a lot of these kids get caught up into that. Um, gang members are, are popular, you know, um, in, in the, in the social structure. Well, they're entrepreneurs too. I mean, if you really look at it, you're, they're you're entrepreneurs, exactly right. they're creating a business, they're selling products, they make they're, good money, right? Yeah. They make they're great entrepreneurs. Money, yeah, you can, especially, uh, you know, if you, if you get the right connection, you can really, you can really make some money. And that's what some of these kids are doing. Um, and, and, and they don't see anything else. Like I said, I, the, the thing that I do at grasp, uh, as, as education specialist, and I think what's really, really helped me, um, reach kids is that I show them things that they necessarily, necessarily don't see in terms of employment and educational opportunities that's outside awesome. of their neighborhood. So, uh, I take kids to CU football games and, and, and basketball games so they can get that college experience and see that, you know, being enrolled in college is, is a fun, it's a great thing, and you can, you can have some, some really good times, and these are memories that you're going to make um, as, you, as you're growing up. So I, I try to do that. Um, I, tell, I took a, a group to Hammond's Candy Factory last weekend, and not just because they gave us free candy, because there's some great entry-level positions for people nice. um, in, 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 in our, our neighborhoods that, that can get those jobs. It's not a lot of education in, involved, but it's, it's you know, high – uh, wage where you can take care of your home, your community, and your family. Mm-hmm. So that, that's my job to show kids um, that you don't have to pick up a sack of dope, you know, and, and, and it's easy uh, or it's not easy. It's, it's easier to just kind of follow what you're supposed to do uh, in, in the long run. It, it'll pay off more. So. If you can make the same amount of money and not have to be looking over your shoulder every time for either a gang member to come after you or the police, right. wouldn't that be a better life? Right. And, this is, and, I, and I tell a story, um, you know, um, based on my own life, and 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 basically, um, when when you're here and you're in, in a gang, uh, your status is is you're going to the club and you're buying bottles. You know, uh, you're, you're you know Dom Perignon tequila, whatever. So you're sitting with a bunch of people who you know you're selling dope with and you're doing these things with, and 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 you're buying bottles and that's your status at the club. Everybody's looking at you. When I got a job in ESPN, I went to a Christmas party and uh, Mike Wilbon. Uh, grabbed me and said, you know, come, come hang out. And he took me into the VIP. And I was sitting at the VIP, and I was sitting at the table with Linda Cohn, Stuart Scott, Dan Patrick, all these big names from ESPN. And at that table were the same bottles, uh, Dom Perignon, Crown Royal, whatever. And at, I looked, and I, I had an epiphany at that moment. And when I saw those bottles and I saw those other people, I realized that none of those people at that time – that I was sitting with had ever risked their life mm. to drink the same thing that I did wow. back, back in Denver. So that was like, and I just, I mean, I almost really started crying and it was a Christmas party. And I was just like, wait, you don't have to do this <laughs> you don't over have to here do to that. be successful. And I've gotten that was to what this you point learned. and I've gotten to this point and I'm like, man, and I wasted so many years and an eye. Yeah. And and people ask me, do, do I regret that? And I don't, because if I, if this didn't happen to me, I'm not sitting here with you guys. It, okay, one quick question, because I was talking to somebody about you coming on, and I said that you had been shot in the eye. How, how, have, how did you survive it? Something miraculous must have happened. Yes. Um, it was Christmas Eve, and, and I think God was watching me. But uh, when I, I, I turned a corner, and uh, the group was coming down the street, and, I, and as soon as I turned, it was some crips. And as soon as I turned and saw them, they saw me, and they recognized me, and the guy was hanging out the window. My window was rolled up. He shot. The first shot hit me, but 
what happened that would save me is it deflected off the glass and it slowed it down just enough to uh-huh. where it didn't go all the way you know, and, right. and, and take some brain. So I was able to kind of get it together and, and drive myself to the hospital. So it's, yeah. uh, Wow. It's Christmas a, Eve, huh? Christmas Eve of 1994. That's what this tattoo means right there. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, the good Lord, uh, I think... For- there's a Christmas story, that's for sure. <laughs> the voice you're hearing is Jason McBride with graspyouth.org. Check out graspyouth.org if you want to give some money to a group that matters and is helping your community and your kids Definitely. today. This Definitely. is one that you want to check out. Uh, gang recovery, gang rescue and support project. And uh, I, I love what you guys are doing. In, and looking at some of the services, crisis response, parent awareness trainings, presentations, mm-hmm. tattoo important. removal, yes. healing circles, job in a, job training. I mean, the fact that you're taking these guys and saying, you know what, you don't have to risk your life to actually make a good living. You right. can do it elsewhere was awesome. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you about MS-13. I just Do you have 60 seconds? Yes. Are, yes MS-13 yeah. is here? And there are MS-13s here. Uh, we have a girl that's in the program who... Uh, her boyfriend is is was was heavily involved in Miss Thirteen, made her tattoo her face up. Uh, now he's in jail, and she's 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 coming through the program. She's getting tattoos removed. But the MS Thirteen is here, and well, um, mostly on the southwest side of Denver, um, but they're among several gangs um, over in that area. Because I don't know if you knew, Southwest is now the cheapest part of town they have to live in. So. All the people who are, are so uh, Southwest, what general area? Uh, federal and. Hamden or Louisiana on up. Okay. Um, or federal and Alameda on up. Let's just say that. Uh, so you're having a lot of groups that normally lived in Northeast Denver, Crips, Bloods, other gangs moving over to, to Southwest Denver, and there's all kinds of stuff happening over there now. All right. So. Rich conversation. Let's get you back in 2019, Jason. No problem. Anytime for you guys. Yeah, boy, this was rich. So um, wanted to give a quote. Thomas Sowell, you know, the great black economist. He's just so wise, but I thought this was pretty funny today. He said, some of the biggest cases of mistaken identity are among intellectuals who have trouble remembering that they're not God. Oh, my goodness. That (laughs) is so true. Both sides of the aisle. Big government, I believe it. This is Molly and Kimmer, the Americhicks. We love talking to you every Monday to Friday, 6 to 7 a.m. And again, uh, redo in the afternoon. So check out our website. Join our book club, Vinos and Veritas. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless you and God bless America.